Hey guys, just here to introduce uh, the latest interview that I had with uh, Blood and Brews. We have a very fun discussion about Scream 6. Um, not unlike my last conversation with Albert, the audio is a little uh, messed up for some reason. The seems like we're talking on top of each other. It's not how it was when we recorded it. So I apologize, but if you can get through the kind of jumbled of the conversation. Um, I think you uh, are in for a treat. We have a lot of uh, fun talking about Scream 6 and all the different things that happen in that film. So uh, thanks for uh, tuning in. Appreciate you guys. Hope you enjoy the uh, conversation about Scream 6 with Blood and Bruise. Hey, just kicking it. We got it. How's it going, gang? Exactly. Sorry kicking for it. It sounded like you guys were running on the way, running the way back home. No, no, no. I just attributed it to you know. I completely forgot all like about the amount of trailers, trailers but they actually trailers. saved us because this guy. Oh man, he had to take a shit before we went. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. My kid just walked in. Do you want to say hi really quick? Hello. Say hi. Really quick. <laughs> say hi, boys. Hi. It's adorable. Hi. All right. Hey, you got to go. No. Yeah, you got to. No. Yep. No. Yeah, you have to. You're going to talk about Scream? No. <laughs> You're going to talk about Ghostface? Are you kidding me? Spider-Man? I'm going to put it on. Okay. We'll put it on really quick. Sorry. Where's your mom? I thought she was watching you. All right. There, there it is. Now you're the Spider-Man, and you're good to go. I can totally hear you. All right. Yeah, bye-bye. Okay, no worries. I'll be right back, guys working. Hey, Daddy's 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 working. What are you boys drinking over there? Um, Stokes. Henhouse Brewing. Stoked Hazy Pale Ale. 
Mm. I actually like it. It's not too strong. It's like a five point. Any good? Or a five percent beer. Pretty crisp and smooth. I like hydrated. Oh, nice. I like that. Get it. So, was this the. We'll just fucking kick it off. We're talking about Scream 6. My so, uh, second time, my his boss, first time. And he's, time the, it? he's the non-really, like, horror fan okay. that I'm trying to push into liking horror. So my thing is, I, like, there. I think he should give his opinion before I give mine. Because I think we'll have two different opinions. So, go ahead. I... Uh, I wish there was more gore, but okay. it was like uh, yeah. very, it was good. Like th- it was thrilling, and then like pretty action packed. I was just as soon as I found out who the killers were, I was like, ah, that's all I really needed. <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel like what do you mean by that? I was like a little disappointed. Yeah. Like it was like cool, that. but then I was like. Oh, uh, it was a little bit much for who the killers were. It did feel like the storyline kind of took a weird, yeah. And I think for me personally, I was hoping for that them to bring back someone from back back when to be the killer. Yeah, I mean, we'll just we'll just kind of throw this out there. If you are watching this video right now, we are going to do an in-depth discussion of Scream 6, so if you have not seen the movie, probably <laughs> we, just don't are we doing watch right spoilers? now. Are we Unless talking you don't spoilers? care about having the film okay. spoiled. Okay. Um, oh yeah, fuck yeah, man. We're going to talk about everything. Um, uh, so... Yeah, where do you guys, you guys want to start? We literally just top walked out of the movie, like so we still have had it ingrained like, in us, like, you know, that movie theater feeling when you come out, it's just still kind of like all yeah. setting in again, even though it was my second time. There were some things that bothered me about this film that kind of me and you agreed on five that bothered you and I, because how is certain things happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can, we can just, you know, cover that right now. Um, my biggest gripe with screen five is, um, is the fact that, uh, fucking we'll just, you know, give her the benefit of the doubt and say an 18 year old high school girl that's probably like a buck 20 soaking wet somehow managed to not just kill but like hold her own in a fight against a veteran cop who probably has a grown ass dewey at least yeah. 100 pounds <laughs> on her agree. um There's and I'm I'm always willing to suspend my disbelief with these films and uh like like Ghostface is like almost an entity unto himself, you know, when the our our killers are in the Ghostface getup, that is almost a separate being, more or less. Ghostface is uh, clumsy and aggressive and maybe uh, much more intimidating, obviously, with 
with the costume on, but then you have the voice and everything. There's there's a whole other presence, I would argue, um, for Ghostface. That being said, you do still have to try and apply some law of physics to these things. And even if you watch the film, there's no fucking way that the ghost face in the um, in the hospital scene is uh, Amber because she's like at least a foot shorter, you know. So that's and that's probably smaller like than biggest, Dewey. Biggest gripe with that, so that one, no but fucking way. Yeah, but that's how I felt about yeah. this one. Was it was like the it was like ghost face was like six. For the whole movie until the last, like, where they're in the... Then they made them stand next to each other and be like, see, it makes sense. <laughs> but no, because that little red-headed girl took out that brother in uh, Gail Weathers' apartment like it was no big deal. It shows her tackling him. Like, what? She was the only one that would have been able to do that because the, the kid was in the back of the van and the dad was with them at the park. So, hit me with that. Yeah. Yeah, no, and when you think of it like that, now, see, I haven't, I've only seen it the one time, so I haven't really been able to um, uh, uh, put two and two together as far as who was doing the killing when and everything. Um, that, I, I do have, I do take issue with that, but I don't take as much issue with it because we're not talking about, like, a like maybe I think the the big issue with it is because it was Dewey big and it because sure. it's this monumental scene and this big thing. Um, yeah. I think that one stands out a little bit more to me personally. That being said, I do think that certain things should be definitely being kept in the back of the filmmaker's mind when they're deciding who's going to be doing the killing, you know? Um, what? Albert, upon a second watch, was this a, did you find yourself nitpicking more? Did you, did you still I enjoy really the film overall? The film. I thought it, it kept down a super good for you pace you through it. And as a horror film lover, I, I actually really enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed it the second time through. But there was things like that and like the beginning scene, there was something that stuck out and I was wondering if you caught it because I caught it on the first watch and I'm like, well, maybe it wasn't that bad. And then on second watch in that first first kill scene in the beginning of the movie where he like stabs the girl from um, Ready or Not and then slashes at her, right? Then they show her body and I'm like, where did he hit her? She didn't have any, like, slash across her face or the angle that they were at. She would have had to have had something. So that kind of, like, was something. I don't know why it stuck out in my mind. Yeah. But, like, the reality factor of it was, like, why? Where did it, where did that, that last blow land? You know, and that could be something that was, like, ended up on the cutting room floor. Like, you know, maybe they did you know, shoot that and have her all bloodied up 
and maybe they were like, well, maybe we don't like this. Um, and so we'll just show her looking this way. You know, you never know when it, particularly when it comes to editing, what, you know, does get cut out, but yeah, stuff like that. I, as someone who is very meticulous with their editing, uh, stuff like that does tend to stand out to me as well. Um, my biggest gripe with this film, and I'll, I'll just say this because I feel like this is something that is going to come up one way or another, so we might as well just get out of the way now. My biggest gripe with Scream 6, um, I like the movie a lot, by the way. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, I really, really enjoyed Scream 6. Um, one of the better um, it's a fun theater movie. It's a fun movie, and it keeps I've you engaged. Memory, it's like, it sure. doesn't have any super but, low points that leave you, like, bored. I, I think. No. It, yeah, that was one of the points that I made in my review. As far as, like, a rewatchability, from a rewatchability standpoint, you're never going to get... You're never bored in this movie. It just goes boom, 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 boom. It's constantly going. I think it's um, a ton of fun. But my big gripe with this film is that none of the none of our main characters die in this movie, um, and I think that is a is a colossal mistake for this film because you've just you've just kind of like taken the stakes out of everything. Um, it kind of feels borderline Marvel in that way where you're like, all right, cool. Well, apparently motherfuckers can get stabbed like 20 times and they're going to be fine. You know? Um, yeah. And, yeah. Definitely should have died. Yeah. <laughs> for, for, uh, for that core four bullshit, he definitely Yeah. Like, I thought in the moment with the, the dinner scene, I thought it was cute. Um, and I thought it worked in that moment. It would have yeah. been even better had one of them died. Uh, um, I think, I definitely think I would have been fine with either one of the twins going. Um Mindy surviving, I was just like, there's no fucking way that she survived. She was stabbed only a couple of times, but pretty aggressively. And I was like, oh, wow, there's our Randy kill. Like, we we just, you know, uh, off the the person who gives the rules in the, in the second one, um, if you will. And then she shows up at the end, and I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, that's... <laughs> At least, you know, they kill Chad, and then Chad's alive. And I'm like, there's just no fucking way. And it didn't even hit me. It didn't even hit me until I got, like, out of the movie, and I was sitting, thinking about it, and I was thinking about all the good stuff, and then I was like, wait a minute. No one died in this movie. The no one died. Girlfriend no one important did. died at all. Um, <laughs> it died. Uh, yeah. But I just, what, I, I like the death maybe her face hitting the, her, the dumpster um, on the fall. And... It kind it kind of looked cool. That's all. Just that, and then the the sound of oh. it like bouncing off, and then. <laughs> oh, it! I 
I think it's great. And that whole scene is phenomenal. That's probably one of, it's going to probably got to be in, you know, my top five favorite scenes in a, in a screen movie ever, that latter sequence. I thought it was so well staged, so creative, um, suspenseful as fuck. And yeah, has a brutal ending. There's no way in hell though, like the girl that has her arm slashed, like, I'm sorry, if I have my arm slashed and my significant other has been stabbed in the gut, there's no way I'm leaving them and crossing that ladder first. I'm sorry, that's just not going to happen. You really do have to put the person who's in the most jeopardy on that ladder first. So I thought that was a weird, um, I definitely thought that was a weird choice. And then you're just like, well, obviously, the tension from that scene is cut because you know that the girlfriend is not going to make it. You just know she's not going to make it because she's the last man standing. Had you had Mindy be that last person in the room, then that adds another layer of tension, I think, because you go, are they going to make it? Are they going to kill her? Um, But, um, yeah, what did you guys, how did you guys feel about the the idea of no main character is dying? Does it bother you uh, as much as it bothers me? Or um, you guys kind of like, if they would have offed up Michael Jackson, I mean, the the Gail Weathers character, that would have been awesome. Yes. I don't know really. Why. I you just think it would have been like good to something about her that just came huh? across creepy to me in this it's, one. I think it's her time to go anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're a little. I'm I'm not against plastic surgery at all, but once it gets to the point where it's like really noticeable, I think maybe. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, I think she might have taken it a step. Too I'm not far, trying to bash but, her at all, it, but it came across like whoa, like because yeah, I don't remember her, her looking that it being that apparent in the last film. That's, I guess, my point. Uh, I think in Scream Five, I, I think it was a little, little much. Um, that being said. The pictures of her uh, when she got her uh, star on the Walk yeah, of Fame, she looked in, like, the a, thing a lot better, I thought. So maybe she she's toned it down. But um, <laughs> you know, that's that's I I can't comment on anyone's appearance. You know, I look like a homeless person half the time. So uh, and far be it for me to yuck anyone's yum but uh in all seriousness would you like do you don't think that if they had killed gail it would have been like all right cool like we get it it's overkill like we're killing off all these legacy characters because to me i think it would have felt cheap had they they killed her because they killed dewey in the last one and i think there's a lot of pathos in that i feel like it was her turn that's like You don't think that, like, I think I stand by 100% that Dewey absolutely needed to die in the last one. I think one of them needed to die, and I think it was most important that it was Dewey because he plays this, you know, 
old man Dewey gunslinger sort of type of character in it that's lived his life, made his mistakes. He had some good, he had some bad, but goes out like a fucking champ. Um, if they, there's no way that they're ever going to kill Sydney because that would just be, it would be the equivalent of killing Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. in the beginning of yes. Halloween Resurrection. It's just, you don't fucking do that. Um, I don't, I, I don't think Gail needed to die. I'm, Personally, I'm glad they didn't do it because she's yeah. been through a lot of bullshit. I don't she, think to she, me, she was a Woodsboro person. I don't and because they're don't, branching out and going to like you know the city. She got I'm thinking like exactly like leave her back with Woodsboro, and if we're moving on from that, let's move on from that. Bring somebody new, right? And that's again why I go back to where I was like, kind of like I would have been okay with them yeah. getting rid of her, but. On that same note, one thing that really like surprised me was that the main character, Sam, I didn't completely dislike her in this film, whereas in five, yeah. I like I couldn't stand her. I don't know. She was just that character that I just I hated. I don't know why there's something about the personality that came across that just I couldn't get with. Because now she's got that big booty. It has nothing to do with the J Lo booty. But it was, I'm just saying, like, there was just something, her character didn't irk me at all this time. She, like, flowed well. The bond between her and her sister made sense in this one. And it just, I felt like it, it went a lot, it was more believable. I, um, I agree 100%. Uh, I didn't, like, hate her in the last movie, but it, I wasn't. I definitely wasn't feeling the vibe uh, in that last movie, but in this one, um, I think she she does a really good job. I I believe her throughout the whole thing, her emotional journey. Definitely, her and Tara, their relationship I think is one of the strongest uh, parts of the film, and she she really grew on me in this one. Like I said, I didn't really, I didn't hate her or anything in the last one, but I wasn't uh, like Team Sam or anything like that in in uh, Scream Five. Um, I have a question, but this one, you. she definitely won, what was won your me favorite over as well. Kill in the whole the whole movie. Yes, because I feel like they stepped it up from the last one for sure. Um, well, I mean, he's complaining about there not being enough gore. But I honestly felt like I, they um, stepped it up from some of the past ones. So, so I think the I think there's gore and I think there's savagery to the attacks. I'm gonna say attacks because um, I maintain <laughs> that like nobody dies in this movie. If you if you count. The killers, and there are three at the end, and there are two at the beginning. So that is five killers for this movie. If you do not count the killers being killed, what do we have? Two deaths and one fake out death. That's Quinn, the daughter. Like you have, oh, and you 
with the doctor yes. too. The doctor, the doctor's a pretty good, pretty good kill. Um, but you have Samara weaving in the beginning. You have uh, the girlfriend. I think yeah. her name's Annika, right? If I remember that right, uh, with the ladder sequence, <laughs> and uh, you have the, the doctor who gets stabbed in the face. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that's <laughs> yeah. That's that's collateral damage. Um, that's a great. Uh, I think there's really good. I think there's really good sequences in this movie. The grocery store sequence, the ladder sequence, the um, subway sequence. I think that's all, all really really good. As far as kills go, probably the the best one is probably the the fall from the ladder if we're not counting the uh the the killer's deaths because um it's it's certainly the most impactful and yeah watching that that head hit on the ground i mean like that got like an audible like groan from me because i didn't i i didn't <laughs> enjoy you know imagining I mean, myself in that scenario it was the about you guys off of the dumpster and then hitting the ground that like kind of like made me feel like ugh, nice um but yeah i really like the the shotgun scene where he shoots him in the like even though it doesn't really show it it kind of pulls away like you see it like it was just seeing Ghostface with a shotgun. Pretty gangster. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Like I could have almost watched a whole movie like yeah, a that. lot more. Like I <laughs> wish it was not a convenience store. I wish it would have been a grocery store and him just like almost going through there, yeah. taking people out. That could have been like insane. Like a whole nother it just yeah, felt like a different cool. movie almost. Yeah. 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 Um and that's that's part of the thing that I enjoy about this film specifically is the change in setting. Um, I mean, I know we don't like get any big landmarks with our characters there. That would have been really cool had they, I don't know, uh, gotten you you know the either the the Jason takes Manhattan Times Square sort of you know wraparound shot that would have been really cool or um you know them with the empire state building in the background something along those lines we didn't get any of those kind of like landmark shots to really sell the fact that they're in new york that being said um them not being in woodsboro (laughs) like thank fucking jesus christ man i am so fucking sick of woodsboro i don't even like hearing the name woodsboro anymore um, that was a big break <laughs> with me with Screen 5, yeah. too. I was like, dude, get the fuck out of Woodsboro. Get the fuck out of Stu's house. Like, get the fuck out of there. Um, so, so I think it lends itself to more imaginative uh, set pieces in this film, for sure. Um, how did you guys feel about the killers and their motivations in this film? Because a lot of what I've heard and read um, from people is that that is one of the the weaker. For me, that's where um, I was kind of lacking to at the end. It felt like what did you guys think of about a lot that? to throw at us all at the end, and just it just felt like a 
cheesy. Yeah, it just felt like feel genuine. Like you're either. now we're just trying too hard. Yeah, they're trying to convince, be convincing. Um. Yeah. See, a I'm on one hand, I'm a really big fan of there finally being three killers. I thought they were going to do that in the in the last one. Um, I was convinced. I was fucking convinced that uh, at the end of Scream Five, it, it wasn't really Amber that had killed Dewey, but that fucking Stu Mocker was going to walk out of the fucking closet at some point. I was holding my breath waiting for it and it never happened. And that might be um, part of why that movie was such a disappointment for me. Um, I, I like there being three killers. I like the killers being a family. Um, and I like them avenging Richie, even though it is kind of, uh, slightly, um, you, you know, we've seen this before with, with Scream 2 and Billy's mom. Um, I, the thing that I don't like is that yeah. it, it just, their, their performances are so over really the, the yeah. top at the end. They go from these somewhat normal people. And this, this happens in every Scream movie. It really does. But this time it felt so crazy over the top. Maybe it's because there were three of them all acting like fucking insane people. But the dad, uh, Dermot Maroney, like he, he's fucking wacko at the end. And it doesn't, it doesn't seem to fit the, the rest of the movie. The col- I'm what trying to read the about col- that. What do you guys see? What are you guys pointing at? <laughs> oh, the stash is sexy. No, <laughs> um, sexy so, no I agree um, with with that as well. It did feel just like everybody, like the ending just kind of flipped on its head. But I did like watching the dude get the knife thrown in his throat and like twist it around. There was a lot of like. Head, pretty satisfying. Head, sta- <laughs> head stabs in this movie, I felt like, for yeah. like, the killers. And then that doctor through the, the window. Yeah, it's like, yeah. there's a lot of good ones. That dude in the mouth at the end. Yeah, that one was cool. I like that. Um, do you guys think it would have been better had they toned down the looniness had they um when it's revealed that they're the killers that maybe they're they're not fucking insane like comical caricatures but they're legit just like heartbroken over the loss of their family member do you think that would have made the ending a little bit um, I don't know. It, it yeah. again. It just felt a little much for the cop and then the daughter and the son to all be in on this whole thing. Just felt so much. Like I was okay with it because of the pace of the movie, and it felt like it was a good, fun movie. So with just holding on to it like that, like it's fine. But if you're going into it like breaking it down, like I started doing, and it sounds like you were doing too. Like yeah, that like it's bothersome because. You know, you want to believe it more. You want to get lost in it more. And 
unfortunately. <sighs> My thing is, is like the the young guy that was one of the killers. Like when I was expect like like oh he he might be the killer. I was picturing it like totally different. Yeah. Not that I would really know, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yes, I, mean, I that's agree. part of the fun of the I don't movies think he even be able to really highlight the movie, about to be honest, movie. though. I did. Kind of like, you did like it? Uh, I wasn't a fan of the end. What was it about the end that you didn't like? Pretty much how it was kind of just like, okay, these are the killers, and then it was like, these are the killers. And like you guys mentioned, though, nobody, nobody really dies, so it's, it just feels like they're trying to like suck out another movie from it to make another one. So he's not looking forward to a part seven <laughs> is what he's trying to say. I'm I'm all in for a part seven. I might be. As long as they bring Stu back. I mean, because the way they had the question mark on his face when they showed like the, the wall with all the people. Uh-huh. I, I think that's very much a, a, a comment on the fan theories. That's kind of what I think that is. Even when like Kirby and Mindy are talking and they're asking, you know, they're talking about it and like it could be so and so, it could be so and so, it could be, or you know, Stu Mocker, if you if you believe he, he's if you believe he's dead. When they said that, I was like, all right, cool. Stu's not the killer. I'm gonna, you know, I knew them calling that out. These filmmakers essentially saying that was then being like, yeah, we know what you guys want, but that's not what this this movie is. And I really wanted that going into this movie, but after I sat and thought about it, it would not have made sense for Stu to be the killer in any way, shape, or form with this, this storyline, this new cast. Um, you, you know, the only person returning is Gail, and what the fuck would Stu have to do with with um gail like it wouldn't make it wouldn't make any sense so uh i'm okay with it not being stew i don't know if there's a if there's a future for it being stew because the further we get away from the the original film the less sense it makes it made to me it made sense for it to happen in screen five because it, it almost has this this build up to callbacks and references, and this is the last time we're gonna have you know Dewey, Gale, and Sydney all in one film. So that would have made sense. But from here moving forward, I I can't make sense of these characters, especially you you don't bring Gale or Sydney back, which I do not think they should do. I think they should leave those characters in peace. Um, yeah, I don't, don't. I personally don't see it making sense to bring to bring Stu back at all because he was never he was never the mastermind of anything, anyways. So as much as I love Matthew Lillard, and you know, as much fun as it would be to to have that character come back, it what just if he wants doesn't to make any sense narratively. To all these new younger so. up and coming killers, because I mean. Everybody's done. I mean, that, that ghost that face could be your mask, right? right? There, you know, and he was the original one to like put that shit on and like yeah. start going at people. So like now, all these people that are copycat killers, he's got to be like, no, dude, this is how you actually. 
really fucking do it. <laughs> and you know what? That yeah. would be cool if, like, I don't know if Ghostface, like, won, you know, like, like didn't die or they, they, they tried something really new and inventive, which I thought they were going to do with this one in the beginning where they revealed Ghostface Killer right out the gate. I was like, fuck yeah, we're going to know who Ghostface is throughout this movie. And that's going to add all different layers of tension. You get that scene in the beginning where he bumps into Tara on the street and they're friends. They're talking. I'm like, oh my God, he's already in. He's already like a mole in this group of friends. And it's going to be so fun to watch this reverse of, oh, oh, we know who Ghostface is, but our characters don't. And that's going to add the different levels of attention. I, would have I was actually kind of surprised. That. But with that being said, yeah, with that being said, I thought they were going to kill him. Yeah, off. I mean, then we we're going to find out there were other killers. And then I thought Stu was going to kill those people off and be the end reveal. To be honest, that's how I felt like it was going to progress. Obviously, it was wrong. I think there was a moment where in the very beginning of the film, when uh, the the killers get killed and there's a ghost face running around killing them, I was like, oh my God, is it Sam? Is Sam like picking off these people that are trying to stalk her and her sister? That would be fucking dope because she's got serial killer in her blood. And I thought that was going to be a fun turn until about halfway through the movie when you're just like, okay, yeah, there's no way that that could possibly happen or make sense for the story that it's, that's um, playing out. Uh, I do have a question. Um, obviously, Nev Campbell was approached to appear in this film. They said they had to change the story a, a bit in order to deal with the fact that she was not coming back. Um, how do you feel about the fact that Nev Campbell was not in this movie? Did you miss uh, Sydney in they this probably film, couldn't or did you feel like she it like made sense? Was like you guys uh, need to pay me this much, and they probably didn't want to pay her that much. And really, I don't think the film really needed her at this point. If it would have been back in Woodsboro, I would have felt like yeah, I might have needed her in um, the film more. Just because it's kind of like everybody, you know, that they it's still alive back in the film, you know. But I didn't need her. To yeah. to be honest, these last two films are the only yeah, things that's kind of saved the franchise for me. I I kind of started like whatevering the screen movies, you know. Not really. And I, I, to be honest, not, I don't even you think were not I watched a fan the whole then entire I thing it. through. So, yeah. So I'd really have to do a rewatch if you do think Oh, man, through. really? I, uh, I love Scream 4. Um, I put it above uh, Scream 5 and Scream 3 for sure. Um, it's got... It, the the twist at the end I think is I think is phenomenal. So um, it prob- probably
probably probably the best probably the best twist in the whole series um if not neck get neck with number one but it's it's really good and it's really clever i think um but uh uh with that in mind what what would you put as your uh what would you put as your your ranking for well, number one, well, number one to me is always going to be the How best. Would you rank it? I mean, more or less. even the the courtyard scene where she's talking about how the the movie's going to play out and how who the killers could possibly be. That was taken from one. The scene where she tries to punch what Gail Weathers in the face, and then her friend does or her sister does it. That was taken from the first one, right? And so. So there was just, I want to say the background music was the same mm-hmm. as well, but I'm not 100%. There's some. Well, they, they, they take obviously Red Right Hand from Nick Cave. Um, and they did use, uh, which is great, they did do a version of the um, Trouble in Woodsboro theme from uh, Marco Beltrami. Um, that plays through all of the Scream movies ex- except Scream 5. It didn't have it in Scream 5, but it showed up in this one, which I thought was pretty great. So there's, yeah, there's obviously, this this franchise in particular is so meta and so self-referential because not only are there movies about the movie in the movie, it there's there's always callbacks. There's all these references to characters being aware that they're that they're in a movie in the making and stuff like that. So, and, and obviously the first one changed the game. And when it came out, horror was not doing particularly well. And then when it was a hit, there was probably the better part of like five to ten years of people trying to remake that formula so yeah the the original screen is pretty fucking untouchable i i agree 100 percent. i think a lot of times people will flip one and two as their favorites i know a lot of people really really enjoy two um two's my, my number two uh, mm. But what what's the rest of your ranking look like? How do you perfect. how do you place it? <laughs> um, I mean, we're so close together, and he Farts got me in the theater earlier, here. and it smelled like frosted <laughs> flakes. Oh, it was like soggy frosted frosted flakes. Like, um, so I can't really talk right now. I was waiting for him to. Say That's something. a beer burp. Okay, That's not my fault. <laughs> it's a pretty nasty beer. You knew it was coming. So, again, basically because this movie, these last two kind of salvaged the franchise for me and not being a humongous slasher film fan. Like, I'm more about mm-hmm. the creature features, the vampires, werewolves, monsters, that type of thing. The slasher thing's kind of like a side. I, I love them. I enjoy yeah. them, but they're not like my like thing it's not mine yeah so i don't i don't really remember them and they're not as notable as some of these other films so i would probably have to go with one again just based off of 
watching bits and pieces and not even feeling like I sat and watched through them all, it'd probably be pretty much in order, except for three is really unmemorable at all. Four, I don't remember. So it'd probably be five and six right after two. And yeah, then I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, unfortunately and i don't even know if have you seen any of the other ones i saw the original and then i i feel like i've seen the second one and then like once they just kept coming out I, that's usually when i stop watching movies just the, it seems like they just try to like many. it's too much and you need to watch some of the the friday the 13th and then you tell me when it's it's too many too many movies <laughs> uh, what do they have now? What are they up to? They're 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 at twelve. That's a Halloween good point. There are, are a lot of Halloween movies too. Thirteen too. So Jesus. <laughs> What's better? Uh, Albert, or what? That, uh, Halloween ends or Scream uh, Six? Scream Six. Scream Six. I feel like I could watch again. Scream Six. Scream Six or Halloween ends. And Halloween, I feel like you can watch it once and just kind of. Like, that's more of a background flick. Not even that. If if I'm, it's not even a ba- background flick to me. I I don't even know if I would probably watch it again unless I'm like, there's a reason for it, you know. Like making me watch it. Like making him watch it. <laughs> All right. What's the what's the the most uh, rewatched horror film? What, Me specifically, what do you, what do you probably, probably more be than the other. Any the other Lost film? Boys, um, The Howling, American Werewolf, Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies is in the no, fucking no, no, horror no, no, no. What, what the fuck? What was that fly movie? Were you just thrown The Fly? The Fly. With Jeff Goldblum? I mean, I've seen that a couple but... <laughs> like, wait a second. What was that fly movie? <laughs> no, the one the fly? I was like that. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's those are probably my top like three or four. So, like your your favorite movies, yes. you you probably interview, rewatch yeah, them interview with vampire more often. Than that one to me was just like doing, a, right? the atmosphere, the everything. It felt like the... yeah. That I mean, that's my that's my wife's good favorite movie. Um, his interview with a vampire, <laughs> and I mean, it's I should watch that movie. It's a really good fucking movie, and it. It's you should make it watch that movie. Um, it's a horror movie, but it's it's also not. It's like a period piece drama most of the time, in in the best ways, I would say. Um, and the acting is so good. I mean, you have fucking Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, when Antonio Banderas like interviewed in the beginning, stellar cast. And he goes to flip the light uh, on. Oh, it's just like. An- and that the the guy interviewing just sitting there like oh yeah tripping yes i mean that's just um i don't know unbeatable yeah, later yeah that's a great bit i love the bit at the end where he you know is 
Christian Slater's like asking Brad Pitt to turn him into a vampire, and then he like you know moves again really fast and like grabs him by the throat and has him up like yeah. against the wall, and he's like, "Do you like this? Do you like dying?" <laughs> it's just a fucking good line. Um. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll wrap this up here in just a minute. Uh, what? Okay. So, yeah. Favorite type of movie is creature features, monster movies, right? So, if it's not vampires and is it really worth anybody's time? I mean, <laughs> I'm asking <laughs> as a fan yeah. of what is arguably the best creature feature. Um, what's yeah? What's like? Uh, if it's not vampires and werewolves, if it's just like a, a straight oh, no, monster, what like what's your what's your <laughs> go to? Like what do you think's the best? Is that yours? Is that yours? <laughs> Is it the same? Isn't it black? black and white? Have you seen Have you seen the original Godzilla? Have you seen the what is it? I, yeah. The black and white, and it's in it's I, in honestly, you know Japanese. I've seen clips of it. I don't think I've watched I the whole it. film, but again, it's that's one that's it's been forever. Um, I mean, for me, if we're talking yeah. just an all-out bloody, like how it should be done type of movie, um, Thirty Days of Night, it, it fucking blows my mind because nobody talks about it. But I feel like that's how vampires should be done. There's some sappy love scene bullshit in the movie, but overall, that was that one we watched with. It's in the snow. They fucking shut down the town. Yeah. It is a really underrated horror movie. Based I'm not really sure book. why. It's I mean, been a while since I've revisited that one myself. It's based off that um, comic book for the same name. What was it? Oh, the comic. Yeah, yeah. I do remember uh, that being that being like one of the big things that when it came out that they were pushing that. That was one that I saw in theaters actually. That was before I was even it like a, a so horror movie it fan. It was just that so was just creepy like, and just dingy cool. and just like um, even the the guy that wasn't a vampire that they kept locked up in the cell that was just like the vampire's helper guy. Oh, dude! Yes, such oh, a good yeah, actor. Ben Foster. He does such a good job. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was great. It does, I feel like it does kind of get forgotten about. It came out during this weird time, too, when, like, not a lot of movies like that were getting made, um, because during that specific time, it was, like, all the, the horror movies were being remade. It was all, like, remakes and stuff like that. (laughs) Vampires from Day Shift are pretty fucking cool. That's the Jamie Foxx one, right, Jasmine? I watched a little bit of that. It was, was it, watching that it the other It was night. pretty over the top. It looked like a funny, goofy movie. Not that goofy, but um, yeah, th- that sort of movie always kind of like when it's man. I'm super wary of Netflix movies now. I'm just like everything that comes out on Netflix. They're I'm good like, at putting out rom coms. Uh, how good can it be? Um, that, <laughs> I don't know about horror so much. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like they're, they're borderline like the Hallmark channel now. Everything's just so 
bland across the board. Um, that being said, every once in a while they do uh, put out uh, something pretty good. Actually, Jasmine, my friend who just commented about Day Shift, she mentioned uh, something about uh, a found footage horror movie um, recently that she said that it was really good. And I heard, I've heard it mentioned a couple of times. I can't remember project? what it's called, but I Oh no, you're talking I Netflix. Okay, I'm so. sorry. Yeah. It's, she said it was like found footage uh, foreign film. So Jasmine, mm-hmm. you can chime in here anytime in the comments. It's like incarnate or something like that. In, in I think I've heard of it. There we go. Yeah, Thanks, I, I definitely need to catch up on some <laughs> films. That um, but I have like the screenshots of the cover art in my phone in the photos of ones I need to catch up on. Yeah. Before I uh, let you go, um, what? Uh, obviously, we all have a list. We all have, like, all right, this is... People are like, oh, you need to watch this movie. And you're like, all right, cool. I'll add it to the fucking list. Um, two questions, really. How often do you watch movies? Like, legit, sit down and watch a movie. For me, and I what's just, whenever I can have a you night on the list, where I can basically. either get a friend or my woman to sit down for that amount of time, I'm always down to watch a movie. That's the thing. It's like, I can sit... And just as long as the, there's the right atmosphere. And he loves to find great movies that like just makes it feel like it wasted so much of your time. <laughs> this, is, this is one of the guys that like, like I got the greatest <laughs> movie and you have to watch this one. We, like he hypes it up so much. And then it's just, it was Dog Soldiers. This is the guy I was talking about. This is the guy who fucking shit on dog soldiers. This motherfucker. I'm getting every, every getting him for everyone. Anyways, uh Exactly. Doc Soldiers is great. We've actually been right? to rewatch so that. So the next here. one it's that I'm probably going to make this guy this watch is Serbian film. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I Dude, honestly, I right now I'm just kind of, the one that we had set up to do a review on tonight was Mandy, which I've seen, but he hasn't seen. And I just love... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Smoke some I pot or, first. Oh god! Um, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, yeah, uh, there's something about Nicolas Cage when he fuck, gets into that zone, just like Willy's Wonderland, where it was just like holy shit. Yeah, I couldn't get enough of it though. It like had to love mind. Willy's Wonderland. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that, that that will probably be the next yeah. one. He's actually moving into Chicago, Indiana, Indiana, Chicago. So I'm probably this is probably it for us. I know. Tear. <laughs> oh god, god damn. Well, I got uh, uh, my my favorite podcast guys. Um, they're called the Halloweenies, and they're based out of Chicago. Um, legit, probably the best uh horror podcast i've ever listened to and um if you guys don't listen to them you should go listen to them 
but uh, yeah, Chicago, I've never been, but uh, okay, I think it's a pants, place. Look at that, buddy. Yeah. Well, uh, gentlemen, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for oh, rushing over from course. the movie theater to uh, have, a, have a sit down with me. Um, I, uh, I really enjoyed this. Thank you uh, for, I don't know, just talk, talking to horror movies with me. It's my probably one of my favorite things to fucking do. And it's <laughs> great to have people who are educated okay. and maybe not so. because Dude, I like have my horror people on Instagram, but with the exception of my wife, none of my friends or family like horror movies none of the people i work with really like horror movies so i'm don't have anyone to talk to about it most of the time so it's just it's it's really fun and i i mean i i get it like most of my friends they just they don't give a shit one way or another so you know uh but it's cool it's fucking cool it to sit down with this motherfucker and that's that's a good friendship right there you know thank you I fucking love it go all right, boys. Yeah, well, thank you so much. For having you guys us. have a great night. And, um, have a good night. I appreciate you, all right? That was fun. Adios, gentlemen. Thank you.